You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 72. I'm talking to my friend Brandon Cox all about blogging as a pastor and why it's super cool, guys. Super cool. Check it out. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, because Carrie Newhoff wasn't available. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. Today, I've been chasing this guy down for a while to try to get him on the show, and it's taken some time. And albeit because he is super busy and is very, very involved in a lot of different things. But today on the show, I have Brandon Cox. And Brandon is uh, is a pastor. He is a church planter and he is a blogger and he has been an active blogger for almost 14 years, which is crazy pills, right? So I, lo- I wanted to talk with Brandon about how do you keep that up? How do you keep that up, especially as a pastor? Where do you find the time? How do you do it? How do you do it well, et cetera, et cetera? Because I know there's a lot of pastors out there who are told by their communication director or they've been thinking about it man, I should create some content, create some things for social media. I need to blog. People have asked me about it and I don't have the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to address a lot of those questions today on the show. You can get the show notes for this episode at sethmuse.com slash 72. I'm going to shut up and get to this conversation with Brandon. He just moved and was gracious enough to sit down and spend some time with me. So here's my conversation with Brandon Cox. Enjoy. Everybody, welcome to the podcast. And today I am finally getting to sit down with Brandon Cox. Brandon, how's it going, man? Man, it's fantastic. Thanks for having me on. I, I have been wanting to have you on the show for a while. It's my pleasure. Um, been watching kind of some of the stuff that you do. So for those that aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yeah. your church, what you do, kind of your, your story in a snapshot kind of thing. Sure. Well, I've been a pastor for 21 years. Um, in the middle of that, spent uh, about 15 years in kind of smaller traditional churches, and then spent a year in Southern California at Saddleback Church on staff there. And then from Saddleback, we were sent back uh, to Arkansas to plant Grace Hills Church. So seven years ago, we started Grace Hills uh, from scratch and have kind of watched it grow. And in the middle of all that, uh, when I went to Saddleback, I went to kind of help manage uh, pastors.com and do some work with Purpose Driven, and I still do some work with Saddleback from a distance now. So, still have a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, I guess. But um, yeah. work with pastors and, and work with the church. So you you've planted a church in Arkansas, and mm-hmm. yeah, Grace Hills, and you're the full you're the full time lead pastor there, correct? Yes. Okay. That's right. So uh, tell us a little bit about your your personal blog, and then I want to get into some blogging that you do with the church. But uh, it's pretty active. And it's a great place for pastors to find leadership tips and, you know, just general church leadership stuff that has been really good. And I've read it all the time and I really love it. Um, tell us where we can find that. Yeah, it's uh, it's brandonacox.com. And I've uh, been at it now for, let's see, I think it was 2004 when I started. So it's yeah. been about 14 years now. Yeah. What made you start a, a blog? I know it was 14 years ago, uh, but. Yeah. Originally, there was no. Uh, I think there might have been a WordPress, but it, it it wasn't around much. So I started using Blogger, Blogspot, yeah, back in the day. 
Um, and my purpose at the time was to produce a devotional for my church members. Okay. And way, way back then, I installed a, a mail server on a computer at church that could run 24-7. I would post a blog spot, and then the mail server would pick it up and mail it out every day. So huh. I had this kind of email subscription thing going. But that was my original purpose. And about a year into it, I saw that you know there's a lot of potential for for more than just a few dozen people reading it. Yeah, so. and, and you continue today. That's 14 years. That's a long time to blog. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just once it becomes part of your life, I guess it's uh, it's easy to sort of keep it in the routine of things. Yeah, I feel very much like it's the mafia too, where it's like you, you try to get out, but you can't. It pulls you back in. It's really, yeah. It's 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 great. It's like it's like the family. You're always part of the family. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty active too, but you also do that for the, for your church as well a little bit. And, and, uh, is, is that just based off of your church's website? You kind of connect it to that site or you have a separate thing? Yeah, we, we, we've done two different things. We, with the church site on our church website, we, we sometimes post blog posts and the blog is not prominent on the church website because I don't think it's of great use to someone that's just dropping by. Uh-huh. But it, it gives it gives us a place to post some content that we can then share on social media that draws people back to the website. So yeah. that's that's kind of how we use it, whether it's written or video uh, or a combination of the two. So you do both of those kind of blogs, vlogs, I guess. Yeah. Anytime we share on Sunday somebody's story on video or something like that, we'll take it and then duplicate it over to the blog so we can share it there as well. Okay. Well, let's get into that kind of content stuff, because I know a lot of pastors are thinking, is a blog worth it for me? Is it worth it for me personally or for as a church? And so what kind of stuff personally on your own blog do you blog about? And then let's talk about what you do on the church side of things. So what do you blog about on your own website? Yeah, I kind of have three major buckets. There's about 12, 13 topics, but three major buckets that I sort of blog in. Mm -hmm. Um, The first and biggest would be leadership, church leadership. So my, my role with pastors.com gave me an opportunity to create a lot of content for pastors um, in terms of how do you create the right systems? How do you create a healthy culture? All those kinds of things that pastors might struggle with. I was writing content, sort of giving advice about those things. So that's one big bucket is, is leadership. Uh, another big bucket for me is uh, what I would consider spiritual or devotional. It's not a consistent uh, daily devotional kind of thing. It's more just something is on my heart out of a sermon mm-hmm. or out of uh, something that maybe God's doing in my life right now. So it's personal and spiritual. And then the third bucket for me that, that kind of makes me a little bit of an odd duck is that I, I write a lot about marketing, digital marketing and social media because that's been my world for about a decade. Yeah. So those are my three big buckets. Yeah, I would say that makes you a little bit unique in the pastoral blogging world. Uh, typically, there tends, tends to be kind of divide between pastors and communications type stuff. And, and I think that's yeah. that gap is closing, and I'm glad to see that. But uh, you're one of those that I think kind of balances that really well. Um, what, what about the church blog on the church side of things? Mm-hmm. So what kind of content do you guys look for to blog about there? Yeah, uh, it really falls into two categories. One would be stories, and the other would be inspiration. Okay. So stories, stories are the faces and the names and the people who have struggled with things and overcome or someone's testimony of, of coming to know Christ. And then the flip side is, uh, again, kind of a devotional style post 
not consistent on purpose, but just something now and then uh, that may echo what we're preaching or uh, some piece of content that we've even done posts on the church website about uh, volunteer issues. Like we'll say here are 10 ways that you as a member of Grace Hills can support us on social media. And we'll list out different things people can do. Oh, so that's good. Kind of, yeah, we kind of use it to teach a little bit too. Yeah, I'm taking that one. That's a good one. I'm going to do that one. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, we even took uh, one post where we asked, you know, back when Facebook changed your algorithm, uh, and we wanted people to get Grace Hills Church notifications in their Facebook notifications. So we did a real quick little video screenshot deal of here's how you can turn that on in your Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, kind of gave people, spoon fed it to people. That's good. That's really good. So I, it goes beyond like the, the devotional and it goes beyond the inspirational piece. It's actually teaching and how to interact, how to connect, how to be more involved in the life of our church kind of thing. So it's wider than just, let me give another sermon on, on in a written form. Yeah, definitely. And I would even say that the beauty is a a blog is not like a one-stop destination that people keep coming back to over and over. It's just a spot to host some content. Yeah. So we put we put the content on there and then we distribute it where we want to. Mm. So de- devotional style stuff, we'll put it on our Facebook page. Uh teaching style things, we'll we'll put within our church group so that we're targeting uh, somebody that's already in the church kind of thing. Got it. So. That's interesting. And and about how often, how often do you guys post to your blog for the church? Yeah, it's, you know, on a, on a really good week, we, we try to do twice a week. Okay. Um, and then, and then we also take a lot of content off, which is unusual, but we, we delete content on purpose when we feel like it's aged. Yeah. And then, Sometimes we may bring it back around again later. Well, especially if you're doing a, po- a a blog post like you just mentioned, where it's like, here's how to find, here's how to get the notifications. Who knows when Facebook might change that, and then you have to do it all over again or reissue a yeah. new instruction on how to do that. So, um, as a pastor, blogging sometimes is a little bit scary because there's a lot going on. You know, and during the week of a pastor, you're studying, you're meeting with people, you're leading meetings and doing all kinds of things. Um, why is it important for you to continue doing that? Even though it, yeah. it's, it seems like there could be a million other things you'd be doing. Yeah. For me, it's a stewardship issue. Okay. Uh, I believe that, that God gives a pastor gifts and God gives a pastor a message and, and he gives us an audience. Right. And so we naturally want to grow the Sunday audience. You know, we, we want more people to come hear the sermon, but we sometimes stop short of realizing that we can continue to grow the audience online. Mm. So for me, it's okay. God's given me some gifts. He's given me a message. He's given me something. If what I have inside of me, if this message is word inside me is something I think the world needs to hear, then, then blogging to me is just a stewardship issue of, I want to carry that message as far as possible to as many people as possible. So uh, it should never be just about grandstanding or here I am, look how great I am. Instead, it's I want to serve. I want to help. I want this message to get out there because I really think it'll help people. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. That's a great answer. Um, 
other questions that pastors might be asking right now. I'm trying to play the devil's advocate a little bit because I'm not in the pastoral role, Um, you know, but I would love to see pastors blogging. And a lot of times these are the questions we get. And one of the big questions that they ask is, how do we keep, how do we, what are the hacks for making this happen? Because I know it's like, we've talked about it needs to be a priority, but then there's the practical let's get it done. If we're going to post once mm-hmm. a week or twice a month, even what is, yeah. uh, how do you find time to do this and make it good? And kind of what are your hacks for keeping up with it? Sure. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things you can do is, um, use the blog as either a breakdown of a sermon or an addition to a sermon. Mm-hmm. When I'm preparing sermons, the most painful part comes at the moment where I have to cut stuff out. Yeah. Uh, it, it's you get down to the end, you got to trim stuff and tie it all together. And sometimes there's these pieces and I'm like, man, I wish I could include this, but it just, it's just too much. doesn't fit. And sometimes that becomes a blog post. You know, it's, I wish I could have shared this on Sunday, but I'm sharing it here. Um, but right. then I also think it's very easy, very natural to take your sermon notes. The, the more robust your notes are, the easier this is, but just to, to sort of cut it up into sections. So if you wanted to blog more often and do two or three or four a week, it's as basic as saying, I'm going to take the four or five points of my sermon. I'm going to turn those into miniature blog posts because they don't, they don't have to be super long. Um, yeah. the other thing, I, the other thing I would throw in on that, because that's on the content creation side, like I'm creating fresh stuff, Yeah. but I also rely heavily on repurposing, um, with blog posts, I may have written something five or six years ago that has not received any clicks or attention. Nobody's read it in five years. And so I'll open it up. I'll go, man, I don't know why I said that that way. I'll change it, polish it up, um, you know, make sure all the links are working, freshen it up, give it a new title and reuse it and, and just make it available for a fresh audience. Huh. That's interesting. And you said, you said it doesn't have to be very long. How long, roughly, how many words would you say are, are your blog posts typically, especially when you cut up a sermon like that? Yeah. Mine are usually 600 to 800 words. Um, I don't think they have to be that long. I think, um, you know, Seth Godin's probably one of the most famous bloggers in the world. Oh my gosh. The guy sometimes, he sometimes writes a sentence, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy. Oh, His blog is so yeah. ridiculously minimalistic. And, is, and yeah. I love it, but I also come to it and go, huh? Oh, I think that was profound. I'm not sure <laughs> it was yeah, short. And, and it was yeah. short. I appreciate I that. Think, yeah. But I think, uh, I think for me, it's 600, 800 words is key. Uh, sometimes if I'm really treating a, a heavy subject, it may be one or 2000 words. Yeah. Uh, in, my, in my mind, I think a blog post is a thousand, a, a big article is a couple thousand. Uh, if it's 10,000, I'm going to turn it into like an ebook. Yeah. And if it's 40 or 50,000, you got a book. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I tend to write about a thousand for mine and that's because I can't shut up. I, and yeah. I don't have to, I have a blog. It's like, no, I mean, you stop reading whenever you want to, <laughs> it could make it shorter, yeah. but anyway, it's about 700 to, to a thousand words is my target. And, um, that's, that tends to be a kind of general enough enough space for me to develop a couple of thoughts. But if you just have like one thought, you could probably even do it in less than 500, especially if you're just cutting up your sermon. 
Um, do you use anything like Rev or anything It's like a transcript if you record your sermons, that kind of thing? A lot of people say record your sermons and then upload it to Rev, and then it, it creates a transcript for you. And from that, you can create blog, blog posts. Yeah, I have done that. I don't do it all the time, yeah. uh, but I have done it. And one of the things that we're working on right now is taking a whole series, submitting it to Rev.com, uh, letting them transcribe each message in the series, send it back to us, and then we're going to turn them into eBooks that we can then give away through the church website. That's awesome. So that's a great idea. Yeah. I just discovered. Um, I know Rev is a really popular one, but a, a cheap, cheap one is temi. dot com, mm-hmm. and it's like ten cents yeah. a minute instead of a dollar a minute yeah. like Rev. And and you kind of get what you pay for. I mean, it's, but it's pretty good if it's clear. If your audio is clear. So that's a, yeah. that's a good low budget, uh, hack there that figures guys are wanting to do that, that route. There's a good way to do it. Do you yeah. have a, do you have a schedule or anything like what content schedule? Or is it basically just based on your messages? Is that your schedule? Yeah, I used to have a schedule, um, back in the day when uh, blogging has changed a lot over the last few years. Yeah. So I used to, I used to have a monthly sort of goal and a weekly breakdown. Um, and so you had your Monday, this, your Wednesday, that. Uh, now I really shoot from the hip a lot more. Um, so I'll do one or two a week and, uh, and then sometimes I'll go through a spurt where it's four or five or six a week, but, uh, I just kind of let it flow naturally just whenever it hits me. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's definitely a barrier for a lot of people is do I have to create a lot, like plan a lot, you know, how much time do I really put into this? And I think with blogging now it's so different and most pastors could shoot from the hip if they just wanted to, and it would still be good. Um, yeah. And you, mentioned, you mentioned the transcript. Yeah. You mentioned the transcript thing. I think even blogging, you don't have to sit down and type it all. Um, there've been, there've been quite a few times when I have a thought will hit me even in the car. Uh, I'll pull out my iPhone. I'll record my thoughts just sort of from the hip. I'll pretend somebody just asked me this question about how do you do this in ministry? I'll answer them. And, and then I'll submit that to a transcription service and I'm not even really doing a lot of writing, but that becomes a blog post. Yeah, that's great. And I, I definitely use, when I'm writing blogs, I'll use my dictation. So I'll mm-hmm. open it up in a Google doc and then I'll have my headings there of what I've already kind of prepared of what I want to, my points, I guess. And then when I have a thought, I'm like, Ooh, that'd be good. So I tap in there and I hit the microphone and I'd go and I just start talking about what my thought yeah. was there. And then when I come back to it later, I'm not start from scratch. So that's definitely a help um, as well yeah. when, when I'm blogging. So um, to wrap up here, you've we've got a lot of great content here. This is hopefully pastors are really encouraged to start doing this because you're creating content. It's so important to have a pool of something you can throw out on social and diff- into different places and try to get people to connect with our church. But uh, if pastors out there thinking, I need to start, I just don't know where, what would you tell them? What's, what's step one to getting started with blogging? Yeah. So there are a lot of opinions about that, um, but but I like to keep it as simple as possible. So if a pastor with a little bit of technical knowledge, but not a lot, if he came to me and said, I really want to start a blog, uh, I would probably break with conventional wisdom and say, go to wordpress.com and create a free account and yep. get started. Because yep. you can transition that later to a self-hosted blog and all that stuff. But if you just want to get started, make it as easy as possible to, to start writing. So sign up at WordPress, 
wordpress.com and, and go for it. Awesome. And if pastors, if you have a communications director on staff, use them, use them, use them, use them for this. They can make your life so much easier in getting this going. So yeah, they probably bubble over with excitement about that. Absolutely. I'm excited thinking about the possibility of starting this stuff. And, and it's just like you, you're using video, you're using the written word, but uh, whatever you're doing, you're creating a place for your people to have, for you to have a chance to connect with your people and, and teach them and shepherd them, even disciple them from a distance all week long, not just on Sunday. And I think that's the big yeah, win absolutely. of blogging is that it allows you into their world during the week. And yeah, I think that's definitely. power. That's powerful. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you, I, man. I, I love this. I love talking about blogging. You know, I'm a big blogger and some people knock it, but dude, I think it's amazing. I think it's really helpful. And, uh, I'm actually in the process of getting some volunteers together to start building a writing team for our church, which is really exciting so that we can start thinking about yeah. blog topics and how can we help people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we've actually awesome. we've actually experimented a little bit on social media with a few posts that are basically just an image, but then the caption of Instagram or whatever is like a micro blog. Here's eight mm-hmm. things that can help you with de-stress over the holidays, that kind of thing. So it's it was received pretty well. So we'll see. But uh, any parting shots of wisdom for pastors out there thinking about blogging? Yeah, I th- the parting shot has got to be take the leap, and it's it feels risky or it feels scary or overwhelming, or you might even think, well, I just don't see the point. I don't know if it'd really pay off. I say, give it a shot, dive in, uh, write a few posts, let people interact with them and and take it from there. And, and give it a good shot too. Don't put out like two and go, Oh, nobody saw it. And then give up, do it for a month or two, give, give it a good run and see if it takes off. Because it does take a while yeah. to get some of that going sometimes. And you got to tell people it's there. You can't just post it and expect everyone just to come running. They don't know it's there. They won't read it. Right. So, well, Brandon, yeah, tell, us, tell us how we, all the ways we can connect with you online. Yeah. The, the easiest, quickest way is if you go to just BrandonACox.com, then all the links are there to all the other social networks and kind of all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. But you can email me or whatever all through brandonacox.com. Awesome. And I'll definitely put that link in the show notes for everybody to go to and uh, connect with you there. So thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's an honor to be and and just thank you for having me. All right. Well, thank you for coming. This has been great. So thank you everybody for listening and we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. We'll see you. This episode of the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast is brought to you by Zanga. Because it's 1999 and the world needs my thoughts.